Hello there, friends and fellow warriors. Welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. And I hope you're still standing. I hope that today you're not down on that mat. But if you are, maybe this message today will somehow help you get up. It's not specifically about that. But we never know just what kind of little nugget, what piece of inspiration, what words we hear at the right moment might be something that just helps us, gives us that little spark. And today I want to talk to you about your relationships. And it's very complicated, obviously, when we talk about relationships. But your relationships is one of my nine weapons of hope. Of course, that couldn't be left out when it comes to standing up and battling a beast or just having a more peaceful, happy, joyful life, overcoming everyday adversities and fears and all that. Our relationships are our people. They are the people that we are so blessed to walk this earth with. They are also the people that frustrate the hell out of us (laughs) and everything in between very long-term relationships, and then those momentary connections. In fact, let me tell you something about momentary connections. So in one of my sections in the Circle of Strength, I mentioned momentary connections. And I actually go on to explain it. And I think the reason I put them in there, because, you know, if you think about it, a momentary connection is not necessarily a relationship. But your circle of strength is just all about your people, the people that you come into contact with on your trip through life. And I just thought about it one day and I thought, man, I've had some really amazing momentary connections that kind of sat with me, made me feel good, made me inspired, gave me a little spark, something I needed to change, to start doing something differently in my life to believe that I could do anything because of some momentary connection. A momentary connection could last two minutes. It could last two hours at a party or something like that. Just somebody that you're never going to see again, probably. But momentary connections are important, though. And so the reason that I was reluctant for a while to even include them is because there's such chance encounters right? I mean, you can't go plan for a momentary connection. However, I will say one thing. You can be open to them and you can even prompt some of them. I'm sure it doesn't surprise you that I could talk to anybody and I'm very interested in people. I love asking tons of questions about them. And so I meet people all the time in the nail salon, the people on my left and my right, you're in trouble if you want to be quiet because you're going to be in a conversation with me at some point. (laughs) Unless they really don't want to, obviously, then I wouldn't continue to engage them. But most people, I feel like, really do want to have conversation. But lots of times, they don't know how to start them. Well, interestingly enough, today, it wasn't me. Had the knock on the door from... Typically, it's, you know, something being delivered to me because I don't like going shopping. So I have almost everything I purchased delivered. And so I there was a it was a really strong double knock on the door. And I went out there and there was this really nice actually really nice looking. I was going to say older guy because he told me how many, let me tell you, he told me his life story and he told me about his kids and how old his grandkids were. So I was thinking, dang, he's, he's a lot older than I am. turned out he was only 10 years older, but anyway, he was telling me his whole history of work and everything, but it began because he asked a simple question. 
he said it was an espresso order for my husband, Rich. I don't like coffee, so I don't drink it. And he was asking me what the difference is between the bigger boxes and the smaller boxes in espresso. And I gave him some lame answer that was followed by, I have really no idea because I don't drink coffee. So he asked me, why don't you drink coffee? And I said, because I don't like it. I like the taste of it. He said, but do you like the smell of it? I said, I love the smell of it. I love the smell of grounds and coffee shops. He said, you're just like my granddaughter. That led into, I mean, I could tell you where he's worked his whole entire career. I know exactly what his pension is based on. I know a lot about his 20-year-old granddaughter and that he also has a nine-year-old grandson. I know that he retired a year ago. I know that he spent the last year spending all this time helping neighbors with this, that, and the other thing, and then got kind of bored. And anyway, all this conversation, because he asked me a simple question and I answered it and then was willing to engage in a conversation. So here's the thing. These momentary connections can happen both ways, right? They can happen because you're open to having a conversation with somebody or starting the conversation with them. So I really wouldn't have led into this message about your circle of strength at all if it weren't for having this momentary connection. I would not have been talking about that out of the gate here. It's usually something kind of buried in this weapon of hope. But it was so funny. I mean, this is kind of crazy because when that, as soon as I closed the door, I thought he didn't give me any kind of nugget. He didn't cause me to have some eye-opening, you know, spiritual experience. There's nothing big. I mean, my story wasn't earth shattering, was it? But I still enjoyed it. I liked having that human connection with him. That's it. Okay. Nothing more. But I thought about it and I thought, you know, I really should talk about this. I should talk about momentary connections in a different way because I've always talked about momentary connections as if, you know, there are those things that leave you so inspired. It just left me feeling good. That's all really enjoyed my conversation with this man. So I thought I should really talk about that. Well, I've been doing in the last few podcasts, I have been talking about my weapons of hope. So I thought, well, let me preempt it. And I'll talk about this. Well, guess what was up in the queue for me to record today? Your circle of strength. Can you believe that? Isn't that funny? So I didn't have to preempt it with a different one. I just kind of added that in. So the idea of the circle of strength if you've ever seen my model of it, it has at the core of it is the inner circle. And those are the people that you should be most influenced by. Ideally, it'd be really cool if you could spend the most time with them, but that's not always the case, right? Sometimes the people that we are the most influenced by, and sometimes they're not even people we know. There might be somebody we listen to on a podcast like this or something. We can't spend the most time with them. Or, you know, they're just somebody who doesn't live nearby, Something like that. We don't spend the most time with them. What's important is that you are the most influenced by them. This is really critical. So as you start to, to go in and, and really understand these different layers in the circle of strength, it's going to become abundantly clear that the most influences in the begin at the core in the inner circle, and you should be the least influenced by what I call the ring of fire. So we start out with the inner circle. There's this ring of courage, ring of influence, and then the ring of fire. I'm not going to get into all this in the podcast because you really need to have a visual. And if you start working my nine weapons of hope courses, um, courses, I guess it's a course, but there's nine little mini weapons within this nine weapons of hope arsenal. You can go in and learn a lot more about it. I've even talked about the circle of strength in some of my books and workbooks where they're based on the nine actions. And 
let's not forget the nine weapons of hope were born out of the nine actions. It's just kind of taken it to a new level. So anyway, you can find out about the circle of strength more and, and see that visual. But what I really wanted to talk to you a little bit more about today is really just the kind of the whole concept of it, because I'm thinking that just hearing a little bit about this, even if you never see the circle of strength, I think you should, but if you don't, that's cool too. Just understanding some of these concepts are going to help you. And one of them is managing expectations. And that has a lot to do with how we work through the circle of strength and where we place people. So it's not that, you know, we walk up to someone and go, guess where you're placed in my circle of strength. <laughs> we don't really have to do that. But when we sit down and kind of study it, I mean, it's important. I mean, if relationships are that impactful and that important to us and that, that, uh, and, and as irritating and frustrating as they can be, why wouldn't we want to spend some time on it? So when we're looking at these relationships, here's what I find very often. The inner circle, remember, those are your really trusted people. They're your foxhole friends. They're your most trusted family members. They are maybe some kind of an advisor, counselor, or mentor, or pastor, or, you know, just a life coach. I don't know, somebody that, these are the people that really impact you in the best way. They're helping you to become a better person. They're also the kind of people that would be in the foxhole with you and really, really are there for you. So there, there are different kinds of people in there. I can't really put them all into one little, you know, one category. But they are the most important relationships that you have. So what happens is that people get confused between how much you love that person or how, the label that you have on them, you know, the relationship to you. It's my sister. It's an aunt. It's my mother. It's whoever. So you think all of those people belong in your inner circle. But when you really start to understand it, a lot of those people don't belong there and it has nothing to do with love. It has nothing to do with the title of the relationship you have with them. It has to do with how much influence you, you want to have over them or, or, and them have over you. I mean, it's this, it, it's really important to bond with people who are going to lift you up and help you to become better, kind of be that sounding board for you. They're the ones that are linked arms with you. And like I said, they can also be kind of people who are trusted mentors and advisors too. So they're not always the people closest to you, but sometimes those kind of trusted mentors and stuff, they're not as close to you. They're, they might not even know you. And so you don't have that emotional connection. So sometimes they can be just as important. What I meant by trying to, you put the, try to put the wrong people in your inner circle, you end up being frustrated by them because they end up disappointing you. So for instance, you have somebody that's, you know, in your family say, and that relationship is an important one to you. This has nothing to do with that or not that they, you don't love them, but they're cynical, negative. You know, they tend to bring you down a little. And each time you think, okay, I'm not going to let it bug me. And then each time it does bug you, that person doesn't belong in your inner circle. In my opinion, no matter what the relationship is to you. They belong somewhere else because you can't allow those type of people to be the most influent to be for you to be most influenced by those people. And so ideally, as I said, you don't want to spend as much time with them either. I mean, listen, if aunt Susan is just a constant source of aggravation for you, 
Try to limit your time with her. I know she's your family, but I, I, and I can't get into all your family dynamics, but just start considering how you can do that. Your time on this earth is important. Your mission, your piece of the puzzle, your legacy, it's too important for you to say, oh, well, I'm just going to let this happen. Every time I get with her, I spend two days bummed out and having to, you know, pick myself back up and crawl out of that negative attitude, that cynical mindset. I mean, really, do you have that much time? Has time stopped for you? Because I know for me, it's cooking by. I mean, it is really flying by. I mean, I can't even believe where we are in 2021. And, you know, we just don't have, have the luxury of unlimited time to spend it with the wrong people. Now, it's interesting as you kind of build out in the circle of strength, you'll come into the ring of fire. So I'm going to jump right to that. So the ring of fire are those people that give you the most frustration. They are the people that are the most difficult to be in a relationship with. Hopefully they're not people in your family, but we all have them. Lots of times they're a boss. Okay. So remember I said that you should try to spend the most time with the people who have the most positive influence over you, but it's your boss and you actually spend more time with your boss than most of the people are all the people in your inner circle. What are you supposed to do about that? Well, you know, unless you quit, which, you know, is obviously your option. If you're not going to quit, then you have to start really figuring out how you can be the least impacted by them. You have to kind of turn into Teflon and not allow people to bother you. You have to remember that what they say doesn't get to affect you unless you allow it. If you're around somebody that makes you feel badly, you know, you're going to have to do whatever you can to say, no, I, I'm, I reject that. I'm not taking that in. I don't agree with that. You know, I'm just going to, you know, here, talk to the hand. So you have to become really good at that. Your only other option is to avoid these people. So one of the good things too, by the way, about the ring of fire is that when we look at people that are really aggravating us, we have to make sure when we look into the ring of fire, we don't see ourselves staring back, right? So, I mean, anytime we're in, in a, 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 what we consider maybe a negative situation, there's always something good that can come out of it. Something we can learn, we can figure out. Sometimes when we look at these ring of fire people, we go, ugh, if we really want, if we really look at it, we go, ugh, I kind of do that too. So sometimes they can be a really good mirror for us to go, okay, well, I don't want to be like that. That's the kind of behavior I don't want to be like. You know, at the end of my life, I don't want to be that negative, cynical person. So we can learn and grow if we choose to from people in our ring of fire. And so that's the whole idea of the circle of strength is to really start managing and modifying your relationships. I mean, first, you got to be willing to look at them, right? And, and kind of analyze what, what you're doing here. Are you trying to stuff somebody into the inner circle? This one, I think, is probably the one that causes the most frustration because the highest expectations we have, right, are the people in our inner circle. But if you keep trying to stuff the wrong person in, they're a person that's always disappointing you. They never show up for you or rarely. Where, where really, if you're thinking about it, you should expect them not to because that's what they typically do. But yet you keep setting yourself up for disappointment. And I'm not saying not to have expectations of people. I'm just saying not to expect it from the wrong people. And I guess that leads me to talking about expectations. We absolutely have every right to have expectations of people in our lives, right? You, you expect people to be honest with you, to treat you with respect, to be kind to you. 
And, and we should be doing the same. You know, we expect things from different people in our lives. We expect that if we go to a restaurant, the per person that's a server will be nice to us and cordial and respectful. And you know what? We should be doing the, dar the exact same thing back. Darn it. I'm having a hard time getting my words in the right order today, aren't I? You know, because sometimes I feel like people think, well, you know what? That person's waiting on me and I should be treated with respect. Well, guess what? It goes both ways. Let's not forget how you started that statement. They're waiting on you. Wow, thank you so much, right? And so anyway, I kind of got a little sidetracked there. But we have to we have to understand expectations. So we absolutely should have them. But sometimes we have expectations that are far too high based on where the person is in their life or just what they've shown to us, what they've proven in the past. And then we're left, you know, really bummed out. On the other side of it, we sometimes don't have big enough expectations, right? That means we're allowing someone to mistreat us, to abuse us, not show up for us because we don't have high enough expectations. Both of those things cause disappointment. Now you think, wait a minute, if I had no expectations of that person, how could I be disappointed? You're already disappointed, right? That's why you lowered your expectations. So I really think that we need to manage our expectations Make sure they're correct for the relationship and then also for where the person is in their journey through life. If somebody's going through a really tough time right now, then your expectations might need to be modified because how can you expect what you did before when they weren't going through what they are now? You have to be willing to modify expectations at times. And then also understand that, that there will be changes to your circle. I had a friend who was in my inner circle for 10 years. She was a really great friend. And then we had this falling out through something that I think is really ridiculous. I still can't really believe it happened, but it's okay. We were friends for 10 years and I firmly believe that some people are meant to be in our lives for 10 years, some forever, some for 10 months and some for 10 minutes. Obviously we were meant to have this relationship for 10 years and I look back on it with nothing but fond memories, really. You know, even though I say that about the falling out, I don't ever focus on that. I still have such great memories of this friend and I let her go and I don't sit around missing or wishing or anything like that. If she ever came back in my life, it'd be great. But I just take that 10 year period and I go, okay, that's what it was. So sometimes things change. Often there could be somebody in your outer circle, probably not in the ring of fire, but one of your other rings that ends up in your inner circle as you get to know them or as something in their life changes, right? Relationships are always moving and growing and changing, expanding and contracting. And we have to be willing to change with them. As I said at the beginning of this episode, the people that we walk through this life with are some of the biggest blessings and obviously some of the biggest disappointments and frustrations. We always should be trying to limit our frustrations, of course. So that's why you work on this circle of strength. This is why you get in, you start really thinking about this. You know, what are my expectations? Am I trying to put this poor person who's not equipped into my foxhole with me, expecting them to really be there for me and be the person who's always championing my cause and all that? 
What if they're just not capable at all or not right now? Right? You know, so maybe I need to move them out and, and, and keep them here in this spot. Maybe they belong in my ring of influence. Maybe they belong out there for a while, maybe forever. And then, you know, we have to say it. There are people we probably should eject from our lives altogether. And we don't have to do it in anger unless, you know, you need to. <laughs> we don't have to necessarily do that, though. We don't have to make even a big deal about it. But there are some people we need to walk away from. And only you know if that's the case in your life and who it is. If somebody is taking you down, you know, going to keep you from your legacy, from being all you were meant to be, from that piece of the world's puzzle that is so important that you are a part of, then, then what, what are you doing? If they're taking you down, bringing you down, or keeping you down, we really have to analyze, and we have people like that in our lives, what in the hell we're doing. Why we're allowing ourselves, devaluing ourselves to the point where somebody is abusing us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, or... They're just so negative that you're having a really hard time being positive. Because let me tell you something. If you listen to a podcast, a couple podcasts ago, and I talked about attitude, it's not like I don't talk about it a lot. It's hard enough to keep a good attitude, a hopeful mindset, just with everyday life. You know, you listen to the news. My gosh, these days you listen to it for two minutes and you could be in a depression it's hard enough without having those people influencing us. So we either limit time with people or we eliminate, move them out of our lives altogether. You deserve to have the right relationships in your life and the people around you deserve for you to be in the right place in their life too. It, you know, it's, it's speeding by. Let's really work on our relationships that, that, are, that are lifting us up even pushing us a little bit, prompting us to fly a little bit higher and then leave the other, the junk behind, you know, and I'm not saying anything bad about those people. Cause I don't even know who we're talking about in your life, but you know, even the people who aren't necessarily abusive, some people we just need to walk away from because every time we're around them, we feel like crap for the rest of the day for whatever reason. So consider all of those little tidbits. I hope that you will check out the nine weapons of hope because I think they can really help you. But even so, maybe you got a little tidbit or two here. And by the way, if you go to ValerieSilvera.com, if you haven't already, you can get the Warrior Mindset Guidebook. And um, you'll, you'll see where to get it right on the homepage. Uh, we have free resources. You can click on that and um, get that guidebook. I think it's really cool. I mean... I really, really love that, that guidebook and there's a lot of really cool tips in there and things that you can do that aren't that difficult to help your mindset. That's it for this episode. Until the next time, know that you're not alone. Whatever you're going through, we're all in this thing called life together. It's time for us to disrupt trauma for good because these things that we go through, these traumas and and tragedies and losses, all of these things start weighing on us and we start carrying them around and, and they become us. 
and they affect us really deeply and they also impact our relationships. Whatever's happened to you, it's real. No question about it, but it doesn't have to own you. Your story matters. So it's time for all of us to start living courageously. 